Welcome back to another 15-minute reset. I am your host, Lori Carice. And today, we have a guest with us, Kim Sorrell, author of Love Is. She's an entrepreneur, director of a nonprofit organization, speaker, and best-selling author. Today's topic is the four-letter word that will rock your world. So welcome, Kim. Thank you, Lori. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for being here. When I first saw that title, I'm like, uh-oh, what, what's the four-letter wor- word? I'm <laughs> sure she's very creative. So I am very anxious. What's the word? The word is love. The <laughs> word is love. Yeah. So a few years ago, I was diagnosed with breast cancer. And four months later, my husband was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. And he passed away six weeks after that. And for a lot of different reasons, and who knows what reason, it made me question love, the true meaning of love. It seems to be this mystery, right? Like there's so many songs written about it and books written about it, but what is it really? And so I decided I would dedicate a full year in search for the true meaning of love, and I found it. So I was mostly in Haiti when I was doing this project. I used this 2,000-year-old poem that you hear at a lot of weddings, love is patient, love is kind, does not envy, does not boast, etc. And I decided I would take one word a month and figure out well, what is love that is patient? What is love that is kind? And the things that I discovered are things about love that I never have been taught, never heard before, and changed my life. And I believe would change anybody's life and change the world. So I can tell you about one. You'd Absolutely. Like? I, okay. I'm so I'm so taking it in. I'm very sorry for your loss with <laughs> your you. husband. And that's just a lot to take in. I really am fascinated and happy that you were able to actually turn a tragedy into a mission of breaking down love. So yes, absolutely. Please take us on that journey. So yeah, I mean, in my book, Love Is, I talk first, I, I talk about what I think it is. Like we all know what patience is, right? Your son loses his shoes and you're on the way out the door and he misses the bus. You got to drive him to school. You're not all mad. You're being patient. We know what patience is, but love that is patient, I discovered is way different than that. Love that is patient would say whoever you're with, you should love. I, I just think you should love everybody. So whoever you're with, showing love that is patient is realizing that this is the most important moment of your life. What's in the past is in the past, and what's in the future is yet to come. This is the moment, a moment that will come and go with or without you. So to be totally immersed in the moment, to have your complete focus and all your attention on the person you love, the person standing in front of you, is showing love that is patient. And I got to tell you, Lori, this was a tough one for me because I would be thinking about a meeting I had later, stopping at the grocery store on the way home who I had to get to soccer practice, whatever, while being in conversation and think that I'm fully engaged. And nobody can do that. It's That's impossible. So when I started practicing love that is patient, it changed my life because my ears opened. I heard things I never would have heard. I understand people in a whole different way. I hear what they're actually saying, not what I assume they're going to say, because I put some label on them or know them from wherever, it's it's really what they're saying. And uh, it's really a wonderful thing. It's incredible. 
you actually had me feeling a little bit guilty about my children <laughs> because I am not real patient. I've got two kids that love to fight and, you know, you've got the messy room and you've got this and that. And yes, I've got the distraction of working from home. I'm a 14 year entrepreneur. It's so funny. All of a sudden they want to be chatty with me when I'm like really concentrating on an email and, um, that patience isn't always there. When you become a parent, you you have to become more patient. So I'm definitely more patient than I was before. But I would like to figure out a way to actually implement that love is patient. Um, I I'd like to reframe those moments. So I mean, what what? Yeah. Give me a, maybe a you, tip you on reframing that. Yeah. Right. Right. So there are times when somebody stops you in the grocery store and you're in a hurry or you're in the middle of an email and your son comes into the room, right? And wants to talk and moments like that, if, if it's uh, suitable, you can just say, you know what, right now is not the right moment, but I will call you later, friend at the grocery store. I will talk to you in 20 minutes, son. I, I want to come and I'm just going to give you my full attention and we're going to talk. And so then you're giving your full attention and it's a different conversation than this hurried moment of what do you want? What do you want? I'm, you know, in the middle of this, I got to get this done. Take the time out, figure out the time and tell your son and then take the time out and do it. You know, I think back to when my kids were young, real little, and they would pull on me and pull on me or poke me and poke me as I'm making dinner or on the phone or whatever. And looking back, I think, that it, had I just stopped for a minute, stopped stirring whatever it is for a minute, turn the heat down and turn to my son and, and said, okay, what would you like? He probably would have said something like, look, it's a yellow truck and ran away, right? Because <laughs> right? they, they only need a minute of your attention. So quite often we think it's going to be this, oh my gosh, they're disturbing me. And But kids should not be a distraction. They should not be a a, a chink in your plan, like they, they should be a priority, right? And so, uh, so should friends, so should everybody. So figuring out then a time that works is, is a great way to solve that. I, I think finding ways, you know, solutions is so important. And that's why I, you know, I call this the 15 minute reset. I find often it's my reset, my therapy moment, because, and I'm so glad that I have a takeaway and I hope that our listeners do too. Um, I think the timing is really interesting on this. My daughter stayed home from school yesterday, which is why, you know what, it was like a little bit of a distraction. I mean, she's a teenager. So of course she laid in bed pretty late, but then came down and told me that the reason why I allowed her to have a personal day and she had kind of a, a, a late evening the night before it. And she wanted to tell me all about it. <laughs> so I'm, I'm like in the middle. I mean, I, I'm like, I, I work, you know, I'm working from home. I, I do it all the time. And she wanted to show me this and show me that, show me this. I'm like, you know what, go ahead and sit down on the couch and let me finish this and I'll come sit down with you and talk to you. But what I should have probably done is let's schedule our lunch time together and that way I was really on a break and she could really fill me in. But I feel so bad because when they're, especially when your teenager wants to talk to you <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and, and is excited to do, share something with you, you want to take up that moment, but it really wasn't a, a, a good time. I was so in the middle of something that was a priority with work, but um, 
you know, yeah, I mean, those moments where your teenager really wants to talk to you and has has energy and excitement, I'm, I want to soak up those moments too. So I think I definitely need to schedule that, you know, like hour after school, let's talk, let's have fun. Or of course, dinner table time is a great time for that also. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Yeah. And, and it makes you look at things a whole different way, right? Because relationships are the most important thing in the world. You know, we're going to, that dress that we wore to that fancy thing that we just loved, we're not going to have that a few years from now. You know, things come and go so easily and so quickly. And sometimes we know notice it and sometimes we don't, but people stay and people are what it's all about. And so loving with love that is patient just changes the atmosphere. It changes, like for me, it changed who I was as a person because now I think people want to talk to me <laughs> before they knew I was distracted. You can tell if someone's distracted or if somebody's really in the moment and being in the moment just uh, makes it so much more accessible and, and so much more real, authentic. Do you want to take us on a journey for another area of where you found out the meaning of love? I mean, you, you talk about you know, love is patient, love is kind, or have another discovery that, you know, from your book. Right, right. Well, I tell the stories of what brings me to the discovery. And I was chased by a motorcycle gang. I got lost on a mile high mountain. I mean, the the stories are crazy. And then I finish each chapter with, with an actionable step. And so one that I was dreading was love keeps no record of wrongs. Because we might forgive people, but we don't forget what happens to us. So what could that possibly mean? And in that month, I was asked by this group of men from the United States to show them a water project in Haiti. And so we went out to the countryside. There were eight American men. I brought two Haitian friends with me who were both men and and myself. And we go out to the countryside. The building's really small, two rooms, four twin-sized beds in each room, eight American men, two Haitian men, me. So the head guy pulls me over. Kim, Kim, can I talk to you? Like, sure. And he said, did you see the rooms? I'm thinking there is nothing else to see. (laughs) Of course I saw the rooms. And then I thought, oh, he's going to think I want my own room. So I'll say, well, that's okay. I'll sleep outside. And he'll say, well, no, if anybody should sleep inside, it should be you. And I'll say, well, I don't care if there's other people in my room. And he'll say, well, good, because there's only so much space. So I said, well, it's okay. I'll sleep outside. And he said, oh, good, good. Because we've got men on this trip that would not want a woman in their room. And the next few nights were harrowing, I have to say. If we had more time, I would tell you the story of what happened the next few nights. But it left me bitter. It left me angry toward these guys. Who did they think they were? I hope my sons wouldn't treat people like this. You know, why why are they doing this? Why don't they know better than this? Why didn't one of the men step up? I was bitter. I caught myself because I know that bitter only hurts me, right? They don't even know I'm mad. They Most of the time, that's what happens. You might have anger towards someone. They don't even know. It's not uh, affecting their life at all. And it affects you deeply. So bitterness had to go away. And then I went, ah, love keeps no record of wrongs. So what that means is that the story still happened. But the narrative changes, the tone, the mood of the story changes. Instead of these eight rotten guys that did this horrible thing to me, it's 
well, now it's kind of a funny story and I could literally sleep anywhere in the world and be perfectly comfortable. And that's what love that keeps no record of wrongs does is it changes the narrative. I love it. I'm very fascinated about your book now. <laughs> so um, definitely, you know, for our podcast, I'm definitely going to include in show notes how to find your book and how to connect with you. For our audio only listeners, tell us how to find you. Sure. Well, I'm literally the only Kim Sorrell in the entire world spelled my way, which not many people can say, right? But there are way too many letters, two R's, two E's, two L's, S-O-R-R-E-L-L-E. KimSorrell.com is my website, but you can get there. Uh, love is that info. If you Google love is likely you will find me and I'm on all social media, Kim Sorrell. So I'm, I'm pretty easy, easy to find. That's wonderful. Thank you so much. I'm definitely going to reset the way I show love with my children and with that patience pattern, you know, being a little more patient. Um, so I definitely had a takeaway. And, and once you started talking about that, I'm like, it's, it's so funny how this just happened yesterday. And I, I had some of that mom guilt going on, but I just need to definitely set aside maybe a love hour. My kids don't want me hugging and kissing on them anymore. That's for <laughs> sure. But you know, I can look at just listening as a form of, of loving them, showing them love. So you have already inspired me. I appreciate <laughs> it. Thank you so much for being here with me. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate Thank that. Thank you. And this has been another 15 minute reset.